Welcome into another edition of uh, the best sports podcast you'll ever hear in the upper <laughs> Midwest here in the Fargo-Moorhead area with uh, two of your favorite sports guys as well. Andy Rickoff, Jeremy Klein back here with you once again. Another edition of the sports podcast here. Uh, Jeremy, welcome back in. I think episode number eight. So we're getting close to double digits. We're getting there. We're getting, getting there. there. Always good to be back. Mm-hmm. We are again available on uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, we are available on it, Stitcher as well. So anything, uh, any, anywhere you get your podcast, you can listen to the sports podcast as well. Just search uh, Andy Rickoff, or actually it's Rickoff and Klein yep. Sports Podcast. Yep. Search that, and you will find it wherever you search for it. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for continuing to be along with us on this. Right, we've been uh, really, I think, at least I've enjoyed bringing the, the podcast to people. I don't know about you, dude. It's been awesome. It's okay, been, it's been a, it's been a great thrill. It's crazy how we just kind of started this up. Uh, Around what was it, March Madness? Just kind of yeah. doing little started doing off little with things. basically a March Madness tournament bracket, and yep. after that was done, we're like, "You want to keep it going?" And there was mutual interest. It was yeah. like asking someone on a date, "You want to keep <laughs> this? You want to do this again?" And you said, "Yeah, sure, why not?" And that was all I needed. So appreciate you. Yeah, oh, I'm taking off the vest right now. Okay, that's off. <laughs> uh, yeah, so plenty of sports to talk about here. It's been obviously two weeks, as we do every two weeks on this yep. this podcast, and it usually gives us enough content to ramble on for forty or so minutes. And there's been plenty to talk about. I don't know exactly where we want to start with this. Um, anything pressing on your mind, first off? Not really. I mean, the biggest thing that I think of when you're just of sports the last couple of weeks, just all the the trades and just the movement mm-hmm. of players, I think, is the thing that just pops into my mind right away. How about the Kawhi Leonard trade? Let's just start there. I mean, that was... What do you think of how what the Spurs got back, first off? Great for the Spurs. I thought so, too. Great for the Spurs, because you knew Kawhi didn't want to be there. You got DeMar DeRozan, who is a all star. I mean, what do we want to say? Top twenty, top fifteen player. Oh, for sure, top He's around 20. that Jimmy. I put him around that Jimmy Butler type stardom. I put He's him a good. little bit below Butler because yeah. Butler's better. Di- yeah, better defensively. But, shoulders, but I mean, DeMar was the best player in the Raptors. Yeah, he's a he's a, he's a great talent. He's an all star. You move him over there, I think that's a great get for the Spurs. You got him, and I believe it's a pick depending on if and if Kawhi Pirtle, plays, who people are very high on. Yeah, I mean, he's another good big guy. I'm, Pops had his luck coaching bigs before, so yeah, I so, definitely didn't think they'd get an All Star back. No, if it wasn't I, I from didn't think. I thought it was just the Lakers. I thought it was going to be pieces and draft picks. So if you're the Spurs, you got to be over the top happy about getting Demar Derozan in that one. It's kind of Derozan has three years left on his his deal. That's also nice. It's yeah. not just a rental. Mm-hmm. Whereas Toronto might be getting a rental. They might be getting something long term. They might not even get games out of Kawhi Leonard, but. Very low key. It stinks for the Spurs. They lost Danny Green. I think that was also a nice little get for the Raptors. Was that they got Danny Huge. Green on the side? I, think I tweeted a nice out. Little role I get player. why you shipped Kawhi to Canada, but what Danny Green do you? Right, right. Yeah, get Danny well, Green to didn't, Canada. Didn't Danny Green just sign a contract too? Because mm-hmm. he was he in did. a contract year. I know the Wolves were agent. kind of looking at him, but it's interesting because Kawhi, with how frustrated he was, I mean, that's a nice. If you're Pop, that's a nice like. Okay, Take 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 that guy like yeah you're we're we're gonna send you off to Canada and then they can deal with that I I got you knew the second that DeRozan came out or not DeRozan Kawhi came out and said I gotta go to the Lakers I want to go to the Lakers and he was pushing he wasn't that. going you knew there. the second that happened Pop's like 
the last place you're going. Exactly, exactly. I'm not sending you to one of our historic rivals. Yeah, go to the (laughs) west. Like I'm not just going to let you run train over us. I like it. If you're the Spurs, you send him to the east to get him out of your hair. You got a nice piece back. I'm trying to think what the Raptors were thinking. The Raptors must have some thought in their mind that they are going to be able to lock Kawhi Leonard down, which I don't really see it. I mean, you're going to be good. You're going to be third in the east. I don't think this puts you above the Sixers because... I don't. Oh, believe, I, I don't. Bl- it does no. Yeah. No, I don't believe in Lowry that much. Honestly, this I Celtics are still with, one. Celtics I are think still one. The Celtics for the top team right now. Really? I do. Who else? Who else is there? You just I lost think, your I best think player. Lowry is still a good player. He's still a solid player. He's, he's not, never show up in the playoffs. I know, but I still think he's a solid player. I mean, well, he's yeah, he's solid. He's, he's an all star because they, yeah, because he sucks. That's why he's an all star. Not, not that he. Okay, that. that was a that was a bad statement. He's an all star, but the East is also bad. I'm, uh, yes. Let me make sure that but my you got statement Kawhi gets fully who, out there. I think the only reason I think they could challenge Boston is if Kawhi is the same player he was before yeah. this whole yeah. injury. Because Kawhi, Kawhi's that, probably he was a the top three player. Yes, Kawhi is the best player in the East right now. Mm-hmm. If he's healthy, it's, he's it's definitely him, the best it's player. It's him and Kyrie. I think. Yeah, are the top two players in the East right Can't now. Can't argue with that. But uh, that that's one player. I know, well, the, I know the Raptors are about role play. The Raptors with, are about team ball. Look at the starting five. You put Kyle Lowry at the point yeah. with Danny Green, who just said is a that's very true. nice, that's true. very that, good I, defensive I keep on, I player. About that he's a very yeah, good three-point shooter. Yes, he is. You got Kawhi. Serge Ibaka is a very talented player. Yeah. can guard multiple positions. And Jonas Valanciunas is a, one of the better bigs in the game. Yeah. So they have the ability to play big with Ibaka and with Valanciunas out there. You can go small with Ibaka at the five Simmons, yeah. and Kawhi at the four. Yeah. They've got players off the bench like Fred Van Vliet. That's a real solid player. Yeah. Uh, uh, OJ Ananobi, who's yeah. from all yeah. signs going to be one of the elite defenders in this league as well. Right. I think they got a very solid bench. I mean, I, I see them. Okay. I see it. Them and Sixers go 2-3, whichever way you want to put it. But I think I see them more around that Sixers range than around the Celtics range. I think the Celtics are just hands I, Mile, see, I think the I think the Celtics are just miles better than anybody else in the East. I think the Celtics have a chance to be extremely, extremely good, mainly because I, I think Brad Stevens does a great job coaching that they got team so and getting talent. them to meld. I think I, they're the so deep. The one thing I, I question a little bit about the Celtics, I want to see how they make this work. Because yeah. we saw with, with Hayward gone for the entire year and Kyrie gone for the whole second half of the year, that all those young guys, they melded really well together, basically yep. went right through Tatum, through Horford, and it worked perfectly. Yep. And what happens when you bring back Kyrie? Because Kyrie's going to want his shots. Kyrie's going to want the ball in his hands. Yeah. He's going to want to be the playmaker. Gordon Hayward comes back. Uh, you just paid this guy a whole boatload of money a summer ago. His shots. He's going to yeah. How is it all going to work? I want to see how that melds a yeah. little bit, and if there are any egos from some of these younger Marcus Smarts, Jalen Browns Rozier, guys that, hey, we're, his I was a great player. I want my own stuff, too. I want to see how that works a little bit. Because yeah. that will be a storyline for me with the Celtics. We haven't seen that work together quite yet. But it it should work very well. And if it does, yeah. they, frankly, probably are the best team in the East. But I think yeah. with Kawhi, we've never seen anybody guard LeBron the way Kawhi guarded him. Yeah. I think he's the best. If he's as healthy as he was, he's the best two-way player in this league. Absolutely. I mean, he's because he, he plays both ways, just like LeBron mm-hmm. does. I mean, I think he's right there when he shows up. Uh, your fourth team's got to probably be the Wizards. I mean, well, it's a, it's a crapshoot, I think, from there. Wizards, Pacers, uh, Heat. Whoever ah, I'm trying to think, Pacers Hornets got to be around there. I mean, maybe, maybe. I mean, I'm just trying to figure out the rest of these, but I think it's very safe to say that the top three are very. This again is all in perspective. If a Kawhi Leonard even plays this year, if he wants to play for them, and B turns out to be the guy that we think Kawhi Leonard is exactly. So a lot of people when this trade came out, well, 
kind of move on from subjects after this, but they, they would say that the Spurs won this trade. They were the, they were the winners of the trade. They're far too early. I think people so. People think they're the winner. Okay, I was going to ask you. You think you're, they're the winner, I, too, from I, what you're saying? I think against. right now, because I just don't know, there's so many question marks around Kawhi, because mm-hmm. if he leaves, if it's a one-year rental for the Raptors, the Spurs absolutely won because they get DeMar. And I think of that pick. I think of the pick because you're not just getting DeMar DeRozan. I mean, you're the Spurs definitely, the Spurs had gotten older, and they needed to start building some youth. That pick can help them build some, some more youth. DeJounte Murray's nice. Uh, Larry Walker the third is a pretty good player out of Miami. They got some young pieces yeah. I'm actually intrigued about as well, coming up behind uh, LaMarcus Aldridge because, and those guys. Because, and Pirtle's a really good young big, too. Because they go Patty Mills at the one, right? Yeah. Patty Mills, DeMar. And DeJounte Murray might be your starting point. Yeah, yeah. you still got Aldridge. Yeah. Got Manu. <laughs> yeah, the opposite he, of youth. Uh, I wish all. Th- Who would have thought Manu Ginobili would be the last of the big three? I didn't. I, I would have liked to see all three of them just go out together. That would have been nice, mm-hmm. but didn't happen. That Tony way. Parker to the Hornets. Just let me present this to you. What if I were to tell you that the Raptors actually won this trade because they might lose Kawhi next year? I thought about this over the weekend. Kind of a convoluted way to think about it. So you get. Kawhi Leonard in, you trade away DeMar DeRozan. This is after, you know, losing to the Cavaliers, not really doing anything in the playoffs, even though you have this great regular season. You fire the coach of the year. Obviously, Masai Ujiri wants to mess things up a little bit there. They're looking for something different yeah, in Toronto. I know they've change. had a great regular season, and LeBron's no longer in the East, but you need to change, change something up. So they get rid of DeMar DeRozan and that contract. You bring in Kawhi, who is a one-year deal most likely. If you convince him to stay, great. you got one of the best players in the NBA. If he doesn't stay... Now you've gotten rid of DeMar DeRozan's contract. A lot of teams are just trying to shred contracts. DeMar DeRozan's a great player. He is not good in the playoffs. He shoots under 30% from three, which does not work for a shooting guard in this league. Not in modern-day NBA. You can't be that bad of a three-point shooter, shooting under 30%. And he's a terrible defensive player. He's just Mm -hmm. not good at all defensively. I mean, he was so bad, they were benching him in the playoffs. That's how bad he was. And now they got rid of that contract, and if Kawhi doesn't resign... They basically freed up a max deal. Who knows about if they get rid of Kyle Lowry? They could really blow this thing up, but blow it up in a way that they've kind of already gone through steps one, two, and three of a rebuild where you just got to eat bad contracts and free up space. They've kind of freed up some of the space, and they've still got some talented players in there. So they didn't mortgage the immediate future because immediately this year, they're still going to compete as one of the best teams in that Eastern Conference for sure. Even if Kawhi's not great, they'd still make the playoffs, I think, in the East with the lineup they have even without Kawhi. And now... They've got a chance of having some flexibility in the future, which isn't a bad thing, especially for next summer when there's all those free agents that become available. But I, I, I like I like ninety seven percent of that. I really do because and I and now think about it. Yes, look at what that can do. You got Kyrie, you got Jimmy Butler. There's so many players available next offseason. Who wants to go to Canada? Who wants to go to Toronto? This is the same problem that we just talked about two weeks ago with the market size and all that stuff. You're going to get somebody to. Go two max contracts to Toronto, could you never know. But I, it's, that's tough to tough to see. But I do, I do. Yeah, looking at it that way, yeah. Look at how they just kind of reshape that. Absolutely. I mean, and if you want to build, I mean, something if I was Kyle a Lowry, free agent and let's say I knew I wasn't going to be going to L.A., I knew I wasn't going to one of the other big New time York players, or Boston. I mean, and I was like, hmm, Toronto. I mean, they're going to have Serge Ibaka, Jonas Valanciunas. You got good young pieces on the bench. I mean, they got them in Boston have like the best benches in the East for yeah, sure. Yeah, and they got a proven track record of being you know pretty good. I I'd be 
right? intrigued and by it. And it can go be money, your team. Yeah, the money will have to be there for them. Right. That's the, the factor of any right. team like in a market like Toronto. The money's going to have to be there where it doesn't necessarily have to be there for a Coast team. But Wiggy. they freed it up. I would have loved it if they could have found a way to trade Wiggins there. I've been saying we I was wanting to Toronto. them to trade Let Wiggins go be Air to Canada Toronto there. last offseason for DeMar DeRozan, actually. I would have done that trade that to get rid of fantastic. Wiggins' contract. Just to get rid of the Wiggins contract like they did for the DeRozan contract. Yeah. They got rid of that one, and yeah. now they, they have some flexibility. So that's kind right. of my thoughts. I, I thought maybe Toronto did win this trade. It's just not what you can see right now. Maybe right. a year down the line, you're like, hmm, they free up this space. They have flexibility. Yeah. And San Antonio, they didn't want to free up space. They're not, they're not worried about the future. Pop's worried about right now. He doesn't Which care is about what you should. I like that. I like yeah. that. You want to go win right now. I mean, the Spurs have a history of being good and traditionally being good. Mm-hmm. I like that. I and maybe with Pop, he's turned players in that weren't good shooters into shooters, him and his yeah. staff. So maybe DeMar DeRozan becomes a better shooter and a better defensive player under Pop. We'll have to wait and see. Right. Uh, also, another trade. You're talking about professional sports and trades. Manny Machado going to the L.A. Dodgers over the last week. Yeah, that's interesting because this one, I can look at it one of two ways. One, it looks like a rental because Seager's gone, but Seager's their shortstop. Yes. Turner's at third. They're not bumping either one of those guys for Manny Machado. You could. You could, but I don't really see that. Then again, Chase Utley's retiring at the end of this year, and they need a two-bagger. Do you move Seager, or do you try to tell somebody to swallow their pride and go to 2B and have a very nice infield of Turner, Seager, Machado, and those bats? Very nice. Or, I mean— Who's there? Who's the Bellinger's their one B right? Or mm-hmm. Bellinger goes in the outfield, so I guess yeah. you can't really convert one to f- just hey go they sit have at Adrian first base. Gonzalez anymore, right? I don't think so. Yeah, I think I he's know. kind of uh, out the door. But I mean, very intriguing of how the Dodgers can kind of line up those bats, and then I mean, you always got Kershaw, man. Like mm-hmm. they were right there. Well, not right. they were right there. They were in the but, World Series a yeah, year ago, but I, they I, were there. But in that in that World Series, I kind of thought this was it was the Astros the whole time. I didn't that think that was a back and forth. It was, but I there was something telling me that it was just like Astros. This is this is their year. Astros were way more talented. I thought, anyways. But talent doesn't always win baseball games. But scores wouldn't have told you that because they're all close games, and the Dodgers could hit home runs just like the Astros. Right, did. right. I think adding Machado is very nice for the Dodgers. It, I got a buddy who's a Brewers fan, and he de- definitely did not want them to ship all the big pieces out for Machado for that rental because you never know. I don't want to mortgage the, fu- the future. So Give them to the Twins for Dozier, please. I don't know. Yeah, if, if only. If only. But I like I like the Machado to the Dodgers. I think that's a nice move for, on both parts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it, helped that, it helped that Seager went down. If Seager doesn't go down, Machado's probably not a Dodger, I don't think. Oh, no. I wouldn't have thought so either. No. It's just the way it worked out without Seager. Now you got a spot open at short, short slash third. He'll probably play both, be my guess. Yeah, probably mix in there. Mix in with, I think they got Max Muncy on the Dodgers, too, as a infielder as well. Something. He's played some third and short form. So Something, they got a little right. bit of a log jam there, but that's a good problem to have for sure. The only thing that stinks is they just don't have a DH out there to kind of make sure yeah. everybody gets their bats. Exactly. Um, but for that, talking about the Manny Machado trade in baseball, obviously that means the, the biggest infield name is off the market so now brian dozier becomes a bigger name with yep. maryfield becomes a bigger name from the royals so now over the next couple of weeks we'll see where those players go and before the past three days you would have said where well, the twins are probably going to wait a little bit see how this next week or so goes with them in cleveland and then kind of reevaluate things and now it's uh put the for sale sign up fire sale garage sale yeah, all all parts must go kind of thing. apparently the all-star break just halted all momentum yeah. the twins had going to kansas city and just get swept i mean i think they you kind of got rocked honestly the scoreboard doesn't make it look like that but they got rocked they were not in any of those ball games in my opinion even if the score was close just didn't seem like they had it all right there and yeah now i mean 
I'm looking at the I'm looking at the possible suitors for Dozier. I mean, I would think Dozier Dozier becomes the biggest infield asset for a trade to, for a trade in in Major League Baseball. I think now he's the next domino to fall right after Machado. And now who kind of gets? I wonder if teams get pressured now or if they get stressed or worried that you know now that Machado's gone, like we need that infield bat. If they if the Twins are maybe able to rob somebody for Brian Dozier, who knows? But I mean, Dozier's numbers haven't been there this year, so. I don't know if they're really going to be able to get much for him. That's kind of the the issue or the big if deal. If he had right kept there. his hot bat going from before the All Star break, yeah. they could have started to ramp up that value for sure. Right, but uh, the you know, the bat cooled off in that first series against the Royals, and oh, I wasn't I was no, by no means thinking, oh, the Twins are going to make the second half run or anything like that. I, I, I never mean, bought I, into that. I but, I, w- I wasn't either, but I held out the hope because you had thirty games against the Royals, White Sox, and Tigers. Beat the teams you're supposed to beat, please. You are set. Haven't done it I all think year. the Royals have seven wins against the tw- six or seven wins against the Twins now this Winning year. Winning record, that's for sure. Six of your thirty wins of the season are against the Twins. Are you kidding me, sir? We made some bad pitchers look good too. Oh my goodness! Really bad pitchers. Goodness gracious! This, I I don't I just it don't know bad. what to do. I didn't but even watch the second two games of the series. You really got to just you're. I mean, it was before that homestand. I was kind of like, yeah, we're waiting for next year. And then the homestand tricked me. It was kind of like, eh, you never know. But now I know. We're what twins? You're looking well, at. You're looking at All Star break. I was like, you know, we're, we're not going to win this division, but I wouldn't sell a whole lot of pieces because I still like these players. We've seen what they can do, and now it's more like, do I like these players? Well, like, okay, when, when you're say, when you're saying sell these pieces, what pieces are you talking about? Are you talking about the guys who are, who you only have one year left? Or are you talking about I'm talking blowing about, this whole thing up? No, no, I'm not. You don't blow the whole entire thing up. But I am talking about. I'm listening to offers for Max Kepler. Yeah, probably because Max hasn't been anything more than average for yeah, you. He's had his really hot streaks and he's had his really really bad streaks. Yeah. And he's a good defensive young outfielder. I I'm listening to stuff for him. Yeah, I'm listening to stuff for Kyle Gibson. Yeah, because um, I think he's about as high as value as you're going to get for Gibson right now. Even though his last start wasn't fantastic by any means, um, I'm listening to offers for those kind of players. If someone comes for Jorge Polanco, I'd I'd listen. Yeah, I definitely listen for Polanco, yeah. knowing the infield depth we have in the minors. I'd listen for that. Yeah. Frankly, I know he's. There's not going to be any offers for this, but if if there's offers for Sano, I'm listening for Sano. They got to be pretty good offers. They got to be good offers still, but I'm but listening. If you're gonna take an offer for Sano, you're sitting there saying, "Okay, three year plan." Like we're not going to we're waiting to be good for another three years because if you're getting stuff for Sano, it's going to be farm system stuff. Well, I'd better be, be somebody's I number trade one. Him for no. You, Nobody's trading their number one prospect for a guy that's hitting under 200 and can't find the broadside of a barn. This guy's got I don't care what you giant say about ceiling. Nope. No one Potential. cares. Potential. No one cares. And he's still no young. No one cares. Is This isn't a 30-year-old bat. This nope. is a 22, 23-year-old guy, yes, who does strike out a ton. And can't but, stay healthy. Yeah. Puts on but way you know, too much weight. You know what happens to, you know what happens to the Twins batters when they leave oh, the yeah. Twins? They get amazing. Oh, it probably would happen again, <laughs> but no one's going to give us your number one prospect for a guy that, that is right. hitting the way he's hitting. That's just not happening. But right. I would like something that was – I'd only trade him for something that was somewhat major league ready or very close to being yeah. major league ready. Yeah. But I'd listen to offers for him. I definitely would at this point. There's yeah. certain players I'm not trading Rosario. I'm not trading no. Barrios no. and blowing anything up or any of the other young – some of the other young players. But I'm definitely listening to offers for Kepler – for Polanco, for some of those players that Fernando we Rodney, thought are going to be great. Dozier. And, and all those one-year guys, obviously, yeah. Dozier, Escobar, Rodney, Zach L- Listen, Listening to everything except for probably 
I'm still saying Byron Buxton's probably untouchable. I just want to still say, see, in my eyes, give him in, my, in my eyes, I want to say Sano, Buxton, Rosario, and Barrios are my four untouchables, unless it's a heck of a deal, mm-hmm. unless it's a deal that I know that I'm winning. Those four are untouchable. Everybody else, I'm fine with. If a deal comes, I'm I'm going for it. Like other than that, I mean, I I really don't know. Really yeah. don't know. I don't know if there'd be anybody else I would keep. Like for sure, I'm yeah. not blowing everything up. I'm not right. going to trade away all of those players. No, but I mean, but I'm if, listening if, to if offers for comes, Polanco, for yeah. Kepler, for all those players. Yeah, for sure. It's just it's it's not working out. And frankly, it's been a lot of years that it hasn't worked out with those guys. Yeah. So yeah. at some point, you need to stop making the same mistake over and over again and find out whatever the next step is for sure. Right. What do we think about? How do I put this with the the Twins? What do we what do we think you can get back for some of those players? You think you get much back for a Dozier? No, because it's what is he hitting like just above two hundred? His home runs and RBIs aren't there. Yeah, I mean you're not going to get much, but I mean it's just it's just going to be clearing out that space of like, okay, we're finally saying, you know what? Go go to. I know I know if Dozier if Dozier goes somewhere, that dude's going to hit. I know he's going. I know it's going to happen. But you're finally going to just be like, okay, we got rid of the the vets gone. We're filling the spot with the future. That's what it's going to be like. I mean, the same with if you'd get rid of Fernando Rodney, if you'd get rid of Irv, if you please, please get rid of Lance Lynn. Please get rid of Lance Lynn. I don't know if anyone's going to want him. Well, just give him off to anybody. Or if Lomo goes because somebody just wants a bat. I mean, I don't know. It's That's why I'm already kind of looking forward to next season because we can get rid of all of these guys that just didn't pan out that are on these one-year deals. Lomo is gone. Lance Lynn is gone. Fernando Rodney, who has been pretty solid actually in my mind, but he's probably gone because of his age. You get to restructure Mauer's contract, one would hope. I'd, I'd really like to bring back Eduardo Escobar and really restructure that entire infield, honestly. But but I just, I just want to fast-forward to next year already because I want Buxton to get healthy and finally try to have a good beginning to a season i just really want to skip ahead to next year i'm that's all that's where oh, i'm yeah. at with this i've been i've already. been there for a little while with this team i'm intrigued to see what happens the next couple of weeks with trades and what right. pieces you get back but in terms of like an actual run i've been done with this team for a little bit of a while just for this season it's just it just didn't work out this year and we were talking before we did this podcast jeremy about just the you know the way this team could still be set up for next year because of all those one-year deals, one year on Lynn, one year on Morrison. So those guys are gone next year. It's not like Phil Hughes, you got sitting on the books forever. Right. And it's not like the, the guy we did not want the Twins to sign in the offseason, you Darvish, who signed this five-year deal with the Cubs, and yeah. he's been just as bad, if not worse, than Lance Lynn for the Cubs right. so far. So they're not tied into something super long-term for crazy amounts of money. And frankly, this next offseason, there is a bunch of great players out there. And the Twins have, like, 30 some million dollars committed for next year because yeah. Mauer's contract comes off you know Phil Hughes contract because they traded that away um and there's just nothing really on the the books so they've got plenty right. of money this is the summer where Felvey and Levine have to make their mark on on this team what direction are we going and management has to give them a little bit of leeway to spend a little bit of money because there's nothing on the books for next year I mean they've but I think they have kind of given them a little bit more leeway. You usually don't see the Twins spending money on one-year deals for guys and really going after things. So, I mean, I thought going after this offseason, I was like, wow, like the Twins are actually trying to spend money and trying to do it right now kind of thing. Granted, it didn't pan out for them, but they're at least going for going for things. That's why it gives me that hope next offseason. Like, you know what? 
they're they've give, they've been given the reins. They're going to try to, and they've shown that they're going to try to go after guys and try to go get theirs. I that's why I'm excited to just kind of go already going into the offseason and just get rid of all this crap and all the garbage that just hasn't panned out right now for the Twins, and try to already just start looking for next year and try to figure out what they're going to do because. I mean, there are a lot of there are a lot of intriguing options of what the Twins kind of go with out in the field and in the and in the starting rotation. There's plenty of players out there next year. I believe not. These are crazy names. Some of them that are out there. Obviously, Machado will be one of them. Bryce Harper. Those players are not going to be on the Twins' radar no. at all. So don't no. expect that. Kershaw is no. not going to be there. He's going to resign with the Dodgers probably anyways. But Dallas Keuchel, I believe, is one. David Price. Um, there's some other big names out there yeah. that should be free agents in this next offseason. I'll continue to try and find some of them here. Um, but, yeah, the Twins will have money freed up to go after some of these players if they want to. Wilson Ramos, by the way, is a free agent. We've been talking about that name Former twin. off air as well. A great catcher. We'd maybe like an offensive catcher behind the plate. Wouldn't be a, a terrible idea. Yeah. Uh, looking at first base, obviously Joe Mauer. You probably bring, bring Mauer back on a year-by-year basis I'd at like this to. point. I think he just I think you deserve to that. Um, and he's not going to go play for anybody else anyways. He's going to take a hometown discount. It's going to be a $1, $2 yeah, million dollar like contract. So and then most to know over there and keep Eduardo Escobar is what I would like to see happen. But I'd keep Mauer at first because of his defense. If you're going to move Sano to first, Sano, I'd just rather put him at DH. Yeah, DH, and then he goes, and, and then when Mauer needs to stay off, you put, yeah. put Sano at first. I'm fine with That's that. That's what I would really like to see. And then you go to Eduardo Escobar at third, and then you have your utility guy in, what, Adrianza, I guess. Probably Nick Gordon at Nick Gordon at second. Yeah, Adrian's is there. You got Escobar, and then Blanco, you just have, and then that's just piranhas right there. But the, what the Twins need, and what I kind of talked to you about a little bit off the air, is that in the outfield you need twenty home runs, seventy-five RBIs each from Rosario, Buxton, and Kepler. I think that I I really think that you need that in order to compete. And then Sano's going to have to be your thirty and one hundred kind of guy. Then everybody else is just X factors. Everybody else is just Play your role, and I think that's what, that would get you to where you need to be mm-hmm. if you're the Minnesota Twins. Okay, frankly, we've we've spent way too much time talking about the Twins. We for do. Bad we as have. They are. We have. Uh, last thing though, I've gotten kind of a list here, just some starting pitchers for the 2018-19 offseason. We'll have plenty of time to break all of this down, but some names that kind of jump out to you at first, just starting pitcher wise, um, that that don't have club options. Like Madison Bumgarner has a club option that's going to get p- picked up, so I'm not yeah. counting him. Uh, Marco Estrada. Nathan Avaldi has been one of the okay pitchers for the Rays. Gio Gonzalez from the Nationals. Nice piece there. there. Uh, Matt Harvey, who's been bad for a while, but we all know what he was before. Jay Happ from Toronto is probably going to be moved here at the offseason or at the trade deadline. Uh, Dallas Keuchel is out there. Former twin Francisco Lariano. Not interested in that, but it's a name out there. Um, uh, Garrett Richards, who's a nice piece, but has had some injuries before with the Angels. He'll be available. Tyson Ross, who's been... He's probably going to get traded as well here from the Padres. Uh, Anibal Sanchez, another older name. Uh, Adam Wainwright, a little bit older. But there's some names out there, starting yeah. pitchers-wise. There's just a couple of them right there. And then relievers for the bullpen, if you're looking for people. Cody Allen, we know what he's done for Cleveland. it be nice to poach somebody away from another contending team here in our division. Right. Uh, then you go down that list, you got Craig Kimbrell. Brandon Kinsler is another free agent Bring next him back. year. It would be great to have back. him back here. Uh, Greg Holland, who's been nice. Kelvin Herrera, who was fantastic with uh, Kansas City for a number of years as well. Juris Familia, Tyler Clipper. There's some names out there yeah. uh, in the bullpen as well. So there's plenty of names that uh, I think the Twins will be interested in in this next offseason because they have nothing committed. they got 30-some million committed right. for, for next year. 
which I think is a, a positive for, for them yeah. for the next season because I've given up on them this year, but they're still my team moving forward. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Moving topics here on the um, sports podcast. Andy Rickoff, Jeremy Klein here with you. Episode number eight. Again, you can find us Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you look for your podcast. We are there now. We have uh, made it big time. We've gotten on to uh, all the podcasting apps. Just search Rickoff and Klein uh, Sports Podcast, and you know, you'll find it there on wherever you go for all of your podcasts. I want to talk about the Vikings training camp. It starts this week with yep. the rookies reporting on Wednesday. First full team practice is on Saturday with the rookies and the veterans. Uh, what is uh, your early thoughts on Vikings training camp? What are you looking for when you go down there next week? I go down there this week. Yeah, uh, looking at the mini camp or the rookie mini camp, uh, it'll be cool to keep an eye on Minnesotans like Brandon Zilstra, uh, Winicky, who played at SDSU to see if any of them sneak a special team spot or if they're able to find a spot in that wide receiving core. Uh, just seeing how the obvious thing is just seeing how Kirk Cousins is going to mesh with everybody and how he can take the reins. Uh, having a new guy at that QB one spot is going to be really intriguing. Uh, I also want to keep, I want to keep an eye on the DBs. I've heard a lot of great things about Mike Hughes, seeing if Mackenzie Alexander takes that next step, really seeing how Trey Wayne's Trey Wayne, seeing how that secondary is going to line up. Uh, because, I mean, you you still got your guys in Sandejo, uh, Harrison Smith, and Rhodes. Really seeing how everything lines up there. I, I got a really big feeling that one more deal is going to get done in training camp, just like how deals got done last year in training camp. I think either Barr or Diggs is going to get a deal yet. I got a gut feeling that one of one those, of those two, two are going to get a deal we, in training camp. Yeah, before training camp starts or in the middle of training yeah, before camp. Before, this, before the NFL season starts, Diggs or Barr are going to get locked up. I just got a feeling. Um, They've done it the past two years. Yeah, this regime, so right, it would make right. sense. And I'm going to call. I called it last year, and it didn't necessarily happen. But I'm calling it again this year. Mark my words today. Daniil Hunter is a Pro Bowler at the by at the I end of the year. So. Daniil Hunter is going to be a Pro Bowler. I think he gets double digit sacks, maybe 14, 15 sacks. There's just something in my mind. It's time for him to explode and not be the bat, not be the Robin to Everson Griffin's Batman. Daniel Hunter is going to have a monster. He's going to make that contract he signed look really, really good yeah. for Vikings fans because yeah. that's a top ten DN contract. But I think, and I think he is going to be a top ten DN. But hopefully, by the end of that contract, it looks almost like a, a, a steal somewhat yeah. for yeah. the Vikings. I still, I say this every year I go down there. I've never seen somebody. Uh, better physical specimen than Daniel Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dude has got great size. His arms are bigger than my head. It is <laughs> ridiculous. I don't know. Obviously, I only see him with the jersey and that kind of stuff on. It, there's not an ounce of fat on the guy. Dude, He's just huge. absolutely shredded and yeah. ripped, and it's crazy. It, they When he was drafted, it was said that he was like a freakish athlete, just physical specimen, and that was yeah. completely right to describe him. That yeah. guy is so strong. It's ridiculous. Excited to see uh, Dalvin Cook come back, see how he is off that knee injury. He was very explosive yeah. at the beginning of last season. Keep an season. eye on that one. Excited to see uh, what a full year from him could be. Uh, I really Last year, Latavius Murray didn't uh, partake in training camp as mm-hmm. much because he was coming off that, that injury. It'll be nice to see him at full bore. I mean, he got a lot of reps towards the end of last season. A lot of excitement surrounding this team. And I'm going to be the negative pessimistic Minnesotan. Something tells me that Kirk is not going to pan out because Don't say that. Because look at how many times Minnesota teams have added what is supposed to be a big name guy or the big thing, and this has it's going to be different. I just and Kirk, I, I we want trust. him to be. I love somebody Kirk get him Cousins. off social media too. No quarterback being all over social media has panned out besides Tom Brady. But, but like, like it's good I, stuff I know on he's being media. yeah he's being fun. He's just being. 
But I want it's not like hey, I, it's not Jimmy G on right. social media. Hey, look at the porn star I'm dating. Right, right. But I mean, dude, just focus. You got a brand new system to learn, and got a, a lot of guys to 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 mesh with and uh, gain a rapport with. Fo- focus that. on that. I, I got both. it. But I, I know. Can't he, you send out a tweet he, and then text he is having fun on social media. I do like that. Like at least he's not being a dumb, uh, an idiot on social media. He's having fun. Like he's a fun loving guy, but. He's asking questions, doing cool stuff. He's the kind. Of, he's yeah. the guy he, he wants he's, to he's be. A, a, he's being a fan favorite. He wants to be sure. a, a media guy after yeah. football. Oh, he will be. I can that's see clear. That, I can see that so for he's sure. Setting himself up for that. I'm totally fine with that. I, I think I what happens in the come locker back room and is more. Bite him in the in the rear. I think once the season comes around, he'll be. You won't see it Focus quite as much stuff, as yeah. you do in the off season as well. Yeah. I'm I'm just really looking forward to seeing him throw the football and getting to see him and hear from him, not talk to him, but hear from him at least at training camp and what that's going to be like for for the offense. I'm really excited to see how that offense looks like with him and with Filippo. And, of course, I think obviously one of the the biggest topics at training camp, which is a very unfortunate topic, is that Tony Sperano has has passed away at the age of 56, which was shocking news we heard about yesterday, and that's going to be a huge topic at training camp with all the offensive line, with all the offensive players, with all the players and coaches just – a lot of players loved it. What did Tony mean to you? You're going to have all those players coach. He oh, yeah. was a players coach. A lot of guys. He was loved turning him. that offensive line around. He was doing yeah. a good job with that. With some young kind of unknown pieces that were drafted. He didn't have any first or second round draft picks. Right. This year was the first time they took a second on a right. offensive line. Elf line, but I mean, and now the unfair. He was third. Right, and now the unfair thing that you do eventually have to talk about is Vikings need the Vikings need an offensive line coach, mm-hmm. you know, which isn't fair, and it's this isn't the time to talk about it. But down the line. You're going to have to it's ask what, that question, and you're going to have to find somebody to fill what that happened role. When it happened, I mean, yeah. you're at the season now. You can't not have an offensive line coach. Yeah. So that's going to be a question, and it's a, a fair question to ask on the professional right. side. Personally, right. it sucks. Professionally, yeah. it's a fair question to ask. What is yeah. next after you go through this couple of days of letting people mourn and, and get past it? Right. You, you do have to ask, what is next? And that's going to be a storyline here at training camp, which is an unfortunate one. So right. I'll be definitely keeping my nose to the ground my ears to the ground on that one and yeah. seeing what i hear on that front in case anything pops over the next couple of days but uh, also the position battles i'm looking forward to i'll give you a couple of, to to say as well but the position battles i'm looking forward to, to covering our offensive line because that's the one area everyone always talks about who's mm-hmm. going to go where offensive line I, I like some pieces like a nick easton a little bit more than other people so looking forward to that how does rashad hill look at left tackle where's brian o'neill the second round draft pick fit in where, where is he playing to start things off, I'm looking forward to the offensive line battle. Yeah. Also looking forward to the cornerback position because I think, while it's maybe not the biggest battles per se, I think it's the most intriguing position from a full roster standpoint mm-hmm. because I think if they they could keep more cornerbacks than a typical NFL team keeps on a, on a 80 man roster. Well, because uh, well, they like to run a lot of nickel too. You really only got mm-hmm. your two linebackers and Barr and Kendricks, so you got to run that nickel. Terrence Newman is back. Mike Hughes, I think Terrence Newman is going to be a huge asset for these young corners as well. Mike Hughes, you got Mackenzie Alexander, still got Trey Wayne. So those three guys are very young, and you're going to be able to, uh, going to be able to mold them into the way that they want to. Having Terrence Newman there is going to be huge. But, but yeah. on the 53 man roster, you typically don't keep more than six cornerback or like defensive backs, cornerbacks. That is, I'm not including safeties yeah. on this one. But you look oh. at the cornerbacks, obviously. Like, battle-wise, you know it's going to be Rhodes and Waynes are going to be your yeah. starting cornerbacks. Yep. Nickel, there's a, probably a battle for that one because you got Alexander, and you've got Terrence Newman, who's back, and loves, Zimmer loves him, and he's yeah. a proven veteran. you got Mike Hughes, who's impressed by all indications. So you got five there. Typically, Marcus Sherrills is your sixth because yeah. every year, Sherrills isn't going to make it, and then he makes it. He's the but then he, guy. you've also got 
the player, the undrafted guy, Holton Hill, that everybody seems to love. And if you put him on the practice squad, he's probably taken by somebody would be my guess. And right. if he impresses in camp, I would think you keep him. And all of a sudden you're up to seven already, seven cornerbacks. I know Mike Hughes is a really, really good returner. Does that mean Marcus Sherrills is out? Or right. does Mike Prefer, the special teams coordinator, say, no, I have to have Sherrills? Right. More so because he's a great gunner and great defensively on special teams. I got to have him. Yeah. And then you got seven. Well, that probably means you're not keeping an extra running back. Um, so you're going with two running backs and a fullback there. Or it doesn't mean C.J. Ham's now on the block. Or you right. know, There's a lot of ways. If you keep seven cornerbacks, maybe even eight, there might be another guy they love at cornerback that they got as an undrafted free agent. Man, that number balloons really quickly. Well, I mean, how many linebackers do you need if you know that you're really mm-hmm. going to just be anchoring around those two? Granted, Barr and Kendrick's got to have been a injured a lot up. lately, and there's not a lot of depth behind them. Frankly, yeah. I don't know many players behind those two. Yeah, that and was the one thing. I, I, didn't, I didn't think they went and got it, uh, did the line, went hard linebacker wise in the offseason. I don't think they did that well enough, but a lot of corners. A lot, a of, lot of, of corners to sure up that defense. And it I could think. be the year that Marcus Sherrills is gone, but I've thought that before, and he's been just fine. Well, so uh, Mike Hughes. I mean, Mike Hughes is a great returner, though, yeah. and that's, I think, an anomaly in the discussion that changes things quite yeah. a bit because Sherrills wasn't – he didn't have a lot of punt returns last year. He wasn't yeah. like the explosive punt returner we've seen in the past. Right. And if Hughes can do that and be a great gunner – Right, that's all that you need. I mean, then that takes away – Cut ties with the Minnesota. Because I mean, Sherrills isn't a cornerback. I mean, he, no. he doesn't play defensively. Pretty much, a, just he's a just return, a special team stud. Special team. And if he yeah, does, yeah. If, I mean, if he gets cut, he's not going to have trouble finding a job. I don't think there'll nah, be some team that's like him. we want him for a special team. So yeah, yeah, I think that could be a big one. I'm definitely going to watch is that cornerbacks, and then yeah. outside of those two, the offensive line and the cornerbacks, I'll also definitely be watching the wide receivers. We know what we got with Diggs and Thielen, but what's right. behind those two? Laquan Treadwell had a great mini camp. Is this ever, is a prove-it year for him. Guy, yeah. mm-hmm. They need to have something else there. Uh, Kendall Wright's a new guy there. Yeah. Us, his rapport nice with, slot guy. with Kirk Cousins as well. How does Kirk fit in with some of those guys? What does he like about him? Does Brandon Zilstra win a spot? Yep. Definitely keeping track of that. I mean, Love Zilstra on the program this week and on Flag Sports Saturday. I'll be meeting down and right. talking with him a little one-on-one. So yeah. looking forward to, to that. And he started to get a little name for himself, too. Yeah. There's been some of the radio stations down in the cities and some of the newspapers down there that really are buying into talking him. to him. And they're not just... They're not just making stories about, is he the next Adam Thielen? That, no. that story has already been done 100, no. 200 but, times. I mean, he's, it's he's more of like, different than who Thielen, is too. this He's got player. big size. Mm-hmm. Big size. I mean, yep. what, played tight end at while he was at Conco? Yeah. And Great played size, in the CFL. Good, was good a fantastic speed. player there. So yeah, big target. He's definitely that's, got that, the ability. something that the Vikes don't have. They have all these smaller speed guys. They don't have the big target, really. Mm-hmm. Could be know. an interesting piece. So I'll keep my eye on wide receivers. Anything else that when you're going down there you're kind of looking forward to? From the Vikes here? Yeah. Uh, I mean, hopefully you're building depth in the training camp. That's the one thing that you want to do is build depth and get these young guys some experience and all this stuff. I mean, you need depth in the need depth in the trenches both ways. Offensive line, defensive line, Sheldon Richardson, seeing how he blends in with everybody will be nice. You got Linval Joseph in there. Uh, I'm high on the Vikes this year, man. High on the Vikes with everything that they've been able to do last year, build a strong defense. Really high on the Vikes. It's just the NFC is going to be going to be tough. Where do you put them in the NFC North with Green Bay? One. You put them ahead of Green Bay. One. A lot of people are putting I mean, those two are obviously just because you the bring back Aaron Rodgers doesn't mean anything. That mm-hmm. team is still broken. Besides him, you can't be a one trick pony. Yeah. In the NFL uh, Vikes are one. They do have the tough. They do have a tough schedule though. But mm-hmm. I still, I still got the Vikes at one. Whether they win it at ten and six, eleven and five, by all means, man. If they go twelve and four, holy. What, what do you think is the the record? Ten and six or eleven and five wins it. I think the NFC okay. North is. Gonna I don't be know tight. if ten and six wins the North because I think the Packers have an easier schedule well, this year. Ten and six, maybe maybe ten and six, and you win the tiebreaker. I think the maybe. Vikes and Pack are both in the playoffs. I just don't know how. You have to sweep 
one of the the lions or the bears. You can't split God, both I, of I those. Sweep both. Yeah, I'd like. To, I, mean, I, I want to sweep both. Definitely but I, can. I, know, I know the lions are that team that we always play bad at Soldier Field. Yeah, always, oh, do. always, always. Soldier Field and Lambeau are always those ones where it's just like, and we get Lambeau early in the year, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Nice, get that out of the way. But it's not going to be a frozen tundra. Yeah, and the ground will still be somewhat but solid. The, the problem is, if you play them early, it means you're definitely getting a rod. Oh, yeah. Rodgers has got a uh, – But also you're getting – A people are saying redemption year for him. Yeah, but the last couple of years, too, it, it usually – with all those teams, it takes those quarterbacks maybe a couple of weeks to kind of get yeah. into it. Remember every – like the past three or four years when he was healthy, it was, man, is this the year the Packers aren't going to make the playoffs? They'd be like 500 halfway like, through the season, just, and then they just, just win like eight in a row. Five, yeah. <laughs> so maybe we catch them early, and they're not quite as, as hot. And yeah. They haven't figured things out quite as much. They get a new defensive coordinator, too, and some yeah. new coaches going on there. Yeah, so I like that we catch them stuff. early – in the season on that one, and then the, the buys in the middle of the week. I'll say low end, 10-6. and six. I don't think yeah. they go worse than 10-6. and six. This defense is just too good. Yeah. I think Kirk Cousins is very good at quarterback. If they don't get 13 wins, it does not mean he's worse than, than Case Keenum because this no. is a much, much tougher Tough schedule. schedule. Yeah. yeah, it's completely different. You can't just judge it off of wins. And um, the I'd say high end, 13 is like the high end. I don't see them yeah. getting anything more than 13 no. wins. If no. they get 13, man, that is a rousing success yeah. as well. I'd say I'll – if they get 13 again, I'm feeling very good about I'll another go NFC championship appearance. No, I'll go 12 they, and 4. 12 and 4, yeah. I'll go 12 and 4. I, I think 11 prediction. and 5 is a very safe safe spot. 11 and 5, 10 and 6 is where I feel really safe talking about the Vikes. I'll go 12 and 4. I'll be optimistic just because I've been talking Kirk Cousins up yeah. so much. I, feel I mean, like I I'm optimistic to. about this Vikings team, too. This is they have, because they're finally great on both sides, really great on both sides of the field. And that Sheldon That's Richardson acquisition is almost as good as the Kirk Cousins one because he's so going to do so much on that defensive line yeah. to free up. People like Daniil Hunter, who's been yeah. getting more attention Lynn out Hall there. And all, everybody, I mean, if you send extra attention to Daniil Hunter, then Sheldon Richardson's coming up and he's getting your quarterback. Yeah, same he's with uh, Everson. I mean, people don't can't forget about Everson Griffin. That's and uh, Brian Robinson now is going to have more Rome too. He's not going to have to yeah, get used as old. much, would be my guess. So yeah. you're going to have him a little bit fresher later in the games. I think it's uh, just so many pieces on that defense yeah. and defensive lines, especially a, that a lot of things to be intrigued about the yeah, Minnesota Vikings sure. going into this. And we'll year, figure it all out over the next couple of days we'll be experts by uh, the middle right. of next week right right when are you going down with kvrr uh we're going the 30th and 31st the next monday and tuesday yeah. we have live reports i guess every night on the news yep yep okay i believe that is the plan we'll probably talk some thiel and probably talk about the new the new facility and everything for training camp it should be a should be another a long long day but it'll be fun yep. i'll be down there uh this week getting down there on wednesday covering it throughout the week and be back on Monday, so keep your eyes uh, and ears open on social media for all the things coming from our Twitter accounts as well. And the the, the one thing that I did before before we mm-hmm. go, the one thing I did want to throw at you because I and I talked to you about this during the week when I saw it when we went on Twitter uh, or you go on social media over the last few weeks, everybody's been like top five sports movies, like and like somebody somebody would post their top five sports movies and then like threaded it to everybody else and we're just like, go oh, okay, all that. That's great, but I, I can't do that because I love so many. There's so many good sports movies out there. I love so many of them. The negative, pessimistic person that I can be sometimes wanted to look at it in a different, in a different view of saying, you know what? Worst sport. I want to know what people think are the worst sports movies. And I already, like one of them came to my mind. I can give a great reason why I think it is. I want to pitch that to you. What are some of what do you think are some worst. of the sports movies that you think are the worst that are not that great? And I'll give you my one right here that first I think off, of right first away. Off, before we, 
when you're talking about best sports movies, number one is Space Jam. So no, that's no, it's end not. That no, it's not. Space Jam is the best movie in general and no, best sports movie. I mean, ever made. because I could sit there and go off like any sport, and just like rattle off sports movies that I like. So that's why I really I can't mm-hmm. do the top five. I really can't. Yeah. It's, it's so difficult. I but, do five, and then I'm like, how did I forget that one? Right, yeah. right. So I'm gonna go off. My, the one sports movie I'm that I think about worst ones. The one that I think of that's that's really bad right away is Rebound. The one with uh, what is it? Martin Lawrence, I think, is the is I the don't coach. Even know that one? Re- Rebound. It's very. It's not a great sports movie at all. It's this. It's this junior high basketball team that gets a coach that's a hothead in college and somehow wrangles him into being their coach. The thing that I think is the the reason why I think it's so bad. Is in the last, like, the big game at the end. You know how a movie has a big game at the end? Oh, yeah. Uh, a kid gets fouled with no time left, and they're down a point. They're down one point, so he goes to the free throw line to shoot two. Makes both free throws, but when he does that, he goes over the free throw line before the ball goes in, which is not, which doesn't count, correct? Mm-hmm. That's That should not count. True. He, like, legit jumps over the free throw line, and it is very blatantly obvious, and they count the buckets. Hollywood pisses me off when you do stuff like that and when you don't know what you're covering for sports. Though neither one of those two buckets should count. That team loses that game at the end. Something so blatantly obvious and bad makes that such a bad movie for me. Do you have one that I I've never heard of that? You've movie. never heard of Rebound? Okay, never well, heard probably rebound. you probably don't want to watch it then. I mean, do you have any other ones that? I mean, are that's your the worst one that's just movies? that's the one that I just think about right away. Um, uh, Major League Two wasn't that great. You went from being this funny, rated R, like great movie with with Charlie Sheen and all that. Number okay. one, I didn't think number two was that great. It's not bad, but I really don't think it was a great follow up to. You ever what see the movie The was. Game Plan? Yeah, I, I have seen There's that. I mean, Dwayne the Rock Johnson in, and he like has a a daughter he didn't know he had yeah, that comes and visits yeah. him. It's also it's not great, but it's one of those like if yeah, when 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 you have kids or when when you have your if you have a daughter in the future, you'll probably watch that movie with her and just be like, oh yeah, kind of like a feel good movie, yeah, but ish kind of thing. But I mean, it's, uh, it's not a great sports. It's movie like by it was the first no. of the franchises where the Rock was just like reaching for money. Yeah, and it's just it didn't yeah. do anything for me. I wasn't a big fan of that one. Yeah, um, if you want to be really controversial, and this is going to surprise a lot of people. I wasn't a big fan of the Mighty Ducks no, movies. No, I knew you were gonna say I that. Was, once, once, just, you, once you said I, once you said controversial, I knew you were gonna. Something told me that you were gonna say that. I wasn't that. a big fan no. of the Mighty Ducks. Oh my man. goodness! Come they on. were good movies. It's just come on. I that's thought the a, comedy kind of fell a little flat. That's breaking. And my outside heart of right the there. flying oh, V, oh, there's okay. nothing like memorable oh, okay. about it. The third Mighty Ducks movie sucked, but that the third Mighty Ducks movie was terrible. Yes, very bad. But the first two are great. The first one was good. The second one, first again, it just felt great. like we're doing the same. Ex- there was nothing special that made me remember it. It was just like, okay, we did the first one again. Kind of. I mean, they were they were playing in the, basically the Junior Olympics, but they can't get Olympics because of mm-hmm. broadcasting rights or whatever. But I don't know. I liked it. I mean, you got the flying V. You're the knuckle puck. They debuted the, the knuckle-, knuckle puck in number two. You're going to sit there and say you don't like number two boo, with the knuckle puck? Knuckle puck's not, it doesn't even, it's not even a real thing. That's the point. It's it's just supposed to be a fun little thing I with know. a kid. Sandlot, the kid, no kid is going to sit there and outrun a dog for twelve miles and then jump a fence like. Uh, Benny the Jet, fast Benny the Jet, and it, okay, he and Benny totally the Jet that. is the same the same actor who That's plays Luis dog. Mendoza, who's the, the fastest skater alive and can't stop. I just it just fell flat, and oh, frankly, to be quite honest, 
goodness. I'm a fan of the Sandlot, but not the Sandlot oh, 2 or any of those. Oh, ones. yeah. Sandlot 2 was also garbage because yeah. they, they made the same – they did the exact same thing over again. Really? I'm the, a fan of the Sandlot, though? The Sandlot is for great. The, I do love the, the Sandlot. Seats. I do love the Sandlot. I was just trying to go at you. Really. I'm more of a fan of the Sandlot because of the, the things that aren't when they're on the baseball diamond. Yeah. Like, yeah, in, like the, fun. Yeah. the pool and he fakes the drown. Yeah. Like, those it, kind of things really are why I like that movie. I do love the Sandlot. I was just trying to go at – Ah, the Mighty Ducks. It just it fell flat Dude, for me. Hurt I me just, right now. I I wouldn't spend like if someone's like, oh, want to watch the Mighty Ducks tonight? Oh, like, I I uh, always I make sure I watch it. It's I haven't at least seen once that a year, movie like, in decades. Oh, great! Mighty Ducks and Miracle are like one of are like a couple of movies that like I have to see like in a good six month span at least. Like just gets it gets you going. Tell me you don't get goosebumps when like they score the game winning goal or get anything going in there. Like nothing in like what? gets you going in the Mighty Ducks. Nothing. Oh my goodness. I guess now nothing does because I know how it ends. Jeez. You know, the first time I watched that, I, I mean, got you know it's going to end that way. Yeah, yeah I got some. Oh man, this is really cool. And then and the second one fell flat, and after yes. that, I went back and watched the first one. I was like, I don't know why I like this as much as I did. Hurt me as a Minnesota. You probably do you like I little big? Do you like it's... little big league? Even that's another movie. Minnesota yeah. movies, Twins. Yeah, it's good. Jeez, for I mean me, it's like, not. I mean it's not the best I baseball movie for, of all time, but it's like good and watchable because it's Minnesota. Yeah, for me sometimes the baseball movies do fall flat a little bit. I love watching baseball. And I don't mind the slower pace, right. but in a movie right. it does. It just kind of drags along right. sometimes yeah. compared to like some of my favorite sports movies are Coach Carter. Coach Carter is a Hoosiers. Great movie. I mean, I love this the intensity of it back and forth of all that. So. Hoosiers is all right. I think it's just Hoosiers is a little old for me. Mm-hmm. Or I. The basketball movies that I like the most are Coach Carter and uh, Glory Road. Are Glory really Road great, is fantastic. Really great too. basketball movies. Yeah, Coach Carter is one I'll, I'll I'll just watch when I'm like, oh, yeah. Let me watch a sports movie and there's because that, Coach Carter. That movie also has like just great stuff outside of basketball too. It has that like bigger, the bigger uh, meaning behind it too is always great. I think mm-hmm. and a little bit of a true story between all that too, which is right. kind of Those an added incentive solid. to watch it. Um, one of my other favorite sports movies that's more of a comedy would be uh, Benchwarmers, and that's a baseball movie. Benchwarmers is pretty solid, yeah. I hear there's coming out with a second one, too. Oh, no. Yeah, so I've, I'm very skeptical on that. Because you already kind of did. I feel like it's just going to be the same as the first again. Right. How many more kind of comedic yeah, jokes can you kind of surround of that in a second one? I don't know about With that. nerds playing baseball. And it was kind of what it was the first time. Right. Not going to be a whole lot different, I wouldn't think. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, so yeah, I guess those would be my uh, my a, some of my favorites and my least. I'm just not a not Mighty, a Ducks, Mighty fan. Ducks fan. Not a big fan of the Mighty Goodness. Ducks movies. That's and a, and to be frank, outside of the first two, I'm not a Rocky fan either. I haven't really seen the only one that I've seen of Rocky is uh, the new one, Creed. I thought Creed was pretty well, I thought solid. it was really solid movie. Yeah. Yep, I was yeah. a big fan of Creed. And those are some the of the Rocky newer movies. ones. What are some of the newer sports movies that have come out? A newer sports movie? Like Creed I mean, was not after too long after ago. Benchwarmers. Benchwarmers is one of the newer ones that I can think well, of. I think Creed oh. is like the newest one I can remember. I yeah. can't think of any other ones. Yeah, I mean, we grew up in a nice we grew Moneyball. up in a nice time where Moneyball's great. I yeah. love Moneyball. We grew up in a nice time where they were trying to make kids in sports movies, which was great. I mean, you got a uh, Rookie of the Year, like Mike, like Mike was was solid. I mean, you had uh, Mighty Ducks, you had the Little Big League, the kid mm-hmm. as the manager, Sandlot, Bad I mean, News Bears. Bad News Bears is a great movie. Mm-hmm. I like I like both versions. I like the old one in the seventies, and I like the one with Billy Bob Thornton. I, I like both Bad News Bears. I just thought of another one that f- it doesn't really do much for me: The Longest Yard. Yeah, the new Longest Yard one wasn't uh, wasn't like that great. A former great NFL player that's playing in the jail jail league. I it just had some the, the storyline of it was that's why I like Coach Carter and stuff because like this is real life stuff. This stuff is happening. Like yeah. there's never going to have the 
the jail league football. You right. know, it's just never really worked for me either. I mean, when you look at football movies, I think of Friday Night Lights. Remember the yes, Titans? Are, those have got to be the top radio football one. Oh, radio. Okay, oh. radio is a good one. Water Boys up there. Water Boy, yeah. Express. But Friday Night Lights and and remember the Titans are the top two. Oh yeah, I mean, for sure. Clearly, those are those are uh, two really great, really mm-hmm. great football movies. One movie, uh, football movie. I don't know if you ever seen When the Game Stands Tall. That's, I haven't seen that's that. That's kind of that's a that's a pretty good one. That's okay. that that California high school football team that won like a hundred fifty some straight games. That what do you think of the streak? Blind Side? It's, I still like to watch that one. It's good here and there when you think when it's you. It's one of my favorites, but I, I enjoy watching it. Yeah, I mean it's it's solid. I mean that again has that bigger meaning and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean it's it's pretty solid. It's watchable if it comes up on TV. Yeah, I'll probably watch it. I mean I don't know how many times. How many more times? If I'm just scrolling through stuff late at night on a weekend or something with nothing else yeah. to do, and I see, oh, the blind side's on. I'll I'll turn it on yeah. and watch it. I definitely will. Cool. Anything else? How's the uh, the phone situation? We had that last time on the podcast. You Fo- killed your phone. Yeah, phone solid, car solid. Uh, oh, I should probably get an oil change at some point today. Uh, Gotten freezies. Oh, I'm still yeah. on the freezies. Yeah, I got I got got freezies. That's that's been a huge game changer. I had like at least one a day. It's uh it's been solid. Part of the diet. I, I did see like because when you look at it, there's like uh. There's the hard green, and then there's the light green one. I was trying to figure out which one were those. I saw your pina colada ones. Like it, if you don't like not, them, not throw them this those. way. Yep. I mean, I'm not touching them. I'll give you the bring them in next. Give time. you the end of the barrel whenever I get that. But I mean, yeah, going hard through the reds, blues, and purples. The lime greens are solid. I mean, I'm, the oranges are pretty great too. I mean, there's uh, not really bad flavors. Well, yeah, yeah, there is. Sugar, there's a bad flavor in there, and it's pina colada or flavor. or the banana one. Like. Whatever, whatever the 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 pale looking yellow or the pale looking green one, those are the bad flavors. Yes, th- there are bad flavors the in there, and those are the one. bad ones. Pina colada is the best. No, it it's the it's best flavor. Blue, and I love blue, it. red, purple. The figure darker, out your order. Blue, red, purple. The more like vibrant yellow one. That's like banana or something. I'm not a fan thought, of that. Yeah, I didn't know if it was like a lemon or what. No. But lemons like it's like a lemon lime that faint. Yeah, there one. needs to be like a lemonade one. Yeah, or lemon mm-hmm. lime. Yeah. Yep, but pina colada, man, I love Dude, that one. So bring them over. And it's controversial not in, topics. It, you look, I don't like Mighty Ducks. You and look I like at pina it, and it's just not freezes. enticing. Like it's a pale yellow. It's a pale yellow. That's okay with me. I don't care about color. I care about taste. But yeah, but how, it's got to it be appealing. Great. And we're gonna talk about the Mighty Ducks thing again, man. I don't know. Oh, Little Giant. Okay, Little Giants, another kids' sports movie like around our area. That's yeah. great. I like Little Giants. Little Giants is good. That one's good for like the comedic value of yeah. it. I don't watch it because of it's yeah. like a sports movie. Oh, There's yeah. like the. The pseudo sports movies like but, bench warmers. That's yeah, not I mean, a sports there's a, movie. Right. There's reasons to watch it. Different mm-hmm. reasons other than cool. sports. Well, we got the Vikings training camp this week. Plenty to, to get to for that. And uh, we've talked some twins. We've talked some Vikings. Yeah, we'll was... see if Brian Dozier is a twin two weeks from now. Yep. Yeah, good chance he won't be. Yeah. It might be the last time we get to talk about Brian Dozier as a Minnesota twin. Yeah. I think Toronto might have won that trade for Kawhi. There's a lot of stuff we talked about. So thanks uh, a lot for everyone that listened. This is the, yeah. uh, the eighth edition the sports podcast, Andy Rickoff, Jeremy Klein here with you, and we'll have another one for you here in about uh, about two weeks.